Hello, everyone, and welcome to Time to Rolls Campaign 1. This is episode 64. Uh, this is the second to last uh, Tales of Amriel episode this year. Uh, so we'll see where we end two weeks from now. Um, but a few announcements to go over, and then we will hop right into it. Uh, people are feeling spicy today, so this should be fun. Uh, you're going to have to ignore, literally, I, you're going to notice it mess behind me new laptop like i i've been i've been a my room's been a staging area today so i but i didn't have time to clean it back up so anyways let's get into the announcements and then we will uh we will hop right into the game uh there's a lot to go over tonight information wise so uh enjoy the enjoy the info dump but Jeez, my mom is loud. Hold on, let me shut my door. She's being noisy. Totally a professional setup. Yeah, it's... Uh, Corgan, it is quite messy, but, you know, I... Doesn't really matter. Uh, I plan on cleaning it up this coming week anyway. So let's go over a few announcements. Like I said, and we can get through this. Uh, so like I said, this episode... Oh, I'm talking about myself. Oh, fair enough. Um, so this is the second to last episode. Before the end of the year, we, are, we have tonight's episode. And then, um, and then it would be December 10th would be the last Tales of Amrail episode. And then the week following prior, or following right after, that would be the 17th on Sunday, we are planning the a Christmas one-shot, or a holidays one-shot, uh, based off of a, uh, it is basically a, directly a sequel to last year's Halloween one-shot, so uh, it's, it's heavily centered around the Nightmare Before Christmas uh, world by Tim Burton. Um, so... That should be fun. I need to talk to everyone about that tonight and coming into the next few weeks since they need to get their character. Whoever's playing needs to get their characters created. Um, but yeah, next week there will be no, like, as, as making it obvious, there will be no episode next week, Sunday. I'm going to be in Philadelphia for PAX Unplugged. So I'll see if anybody's going to be there Friday through Sunday. Uh, I will be there. So, uh, you want to come hang out and you want to say hi to me i'll be around just look look for the dude with a beard and who's kind of kind of a tall dude with like beer gut and a beer <laughs> and a beard yeah that's about it um so i'll be there uh and then jumping around on weeks here uh obviously 24th is christmas eve we are going to be taking off that day uh and throughout the entire week uh so from christmas um it will be basically from the 22nd, February, uh, December 22nd. Uh, uh, let's see here. Yeah, so December 22nd to uh, December 31st uh, is we're all taking a break. Uh, so we'll be back. The first stream back after that will be January 7th. So we'll pick up on episode 66 of the Tales of Amrail on January 7th. But that's, I'm trying to get through this. It's it's a lot. Um, 
what else we got going on? Uh, keep an eye out for an announcement. I'm working on a project. I announced this last week. I'm working on a project with a few other professionals that I'm excited about and that these guys don't even know about yet. Um, so hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll have that announced by the new year. I'm, I'm hoping to, uh, but it is a big project. I've been working on it for going on three months now. So yeah, hopefully that will, uh, go well, but yeah, anyways, I think that's it. Uh, more to come with that, hopefully by the end of the year. And, uh, obviously, uh, we're going to be on a weird schedule moving forward for the rest of the year, but that's it. I think, I think that's all I got. Uh, anything else? Oh, we have been resubmitted on, uh, Apple podcasts. Uh, you'll note if any of you are podcast listeners, you would have noticed about four weeks ago, Apple, for some reason, took our podcast off. Don't know why. Uh, all of those are back up. They are completely uploaded and are ready to be listened to. Uh, Apple didn't give me a reason for it. They just said, well, pre-submit, we'll get them in there. So that's where we're at with that. But yeah, with that being said, I think that's that's all we got. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, Bingo and Lexi will not be uh, here today. Uh, they are Bingo is on vacation, which happy for him. And uh, Lexi is preoccupied today, which she could not avoid. So unfortunately, we'll we will be down to two people again. Uh, I'm. It's getting harder and harder to schedule these, but we're trying. Anyways, let's let's hop right into it. We're gonna be going through a, a huge amount of info and a big, uh, just a giant. It's this is essentially a giant info dump episode. Don't know how much combat there will be, but we'll get to it. All right, let's hop into it. Let's see what they're saying. There's to a point. Wow, I just realized Zach is uh, here. Hi, Zach. Sorry, Zach. We were having a uh, a discussion. We were having learning time. Oh, okay. I kind of wanted to hear the end of it, but I, I did kind of want to hear the end of it. Hey, Zach, can you? <laughs> I'll be I'll be right back. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll talk. I'll talk to Corgan. Whoever else is in chat. All right. All right, we're back here. My assumption is it's something spicy and she can't say it on stream, so. Anyways, 70, yeah. 75% of the guys there. Yeah, well, actually, no. Uh, I've, I've learned that this is one of the... Uh, like they they release the demographic uh, information for the event and like it's a pretty big mixed bag. I think it's only like thirty percent of the attendees are are Caucasian. So it's it's pretty pretty interesting. It's a uh, it's cool to see how tabletop is just uh, spreading out to all the different ethnicities and cultures out there. And uh, I mean, it is the largest tabletop convention in the world. So I'm pretty excited to go see. Uh, what's going on there? But they're telling me I'm tell me they're done. So let's hop in. The only hope. Fuck. We don't like them, right? Well, it's who do yeah, we not like? I don't know. Gooning. No, no, no we no, like. No, no, sorry. no, we like. Yeah, that. we do like gooning. We do like gooning. No, no, we don't like Todd's yeah. company. Oh yeah. Like the company that that he works for. Not that like we like his company. As in like out. No. Yeah. 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 
Understood. Yeah, you like spending time with me. I like your company, but I don't like your company. (laughs) No, that's Todd. Todd, you're misunderstanding this. We just don't like you. Go away. (laughs) Invite someone else from your company. I have stocks in your company. (laughs) (laughs) If you do sell them, I'm I'm selling. I don't. I'm sorry, Todd. I sold all. I'm sorry. What about Will Wheaton? Uh, so I've learned, uh, since Pax Unplugged sends uh, like uh, like demographic data to people who are attending, um, about who's going to be there and like what the what the overall ethnicity and uh, cultures and stuff like that, just because of how widespread uh, tabletop has become. No, I'm dead serious. Uh, and thirty percent is. We're gonna have. No, I'm being dead. Being dead serious. It's a. Thirty percent, thirty percent of the convention goers are considered uh, solely Caucasian. So uh, there's there's a lot of different cultures and ethnicities and and different types of people going to that convention. So it's pretty neat to see the uh, everything the, the uh, I guess the hobby that we all enjoy is starting to be spread to a bunch of different people in the world. So which I love to see. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm excited. So why are we blaming Will Wheaton? I think because he made it so popular. I don't know. I, I also blame Critical Role for. I feel like it would be Matt Mercer, who I am probably going to be meeting. Congratulations! I wonder if they're going to go to S- San Diego Comic Con. Uh, probably they normally do. Because we got. Did I tell you guys we got tickets to that? Do you really? Ooh, no. For You'd... Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or yeah, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Very nice. I, I know. So exciting. I've only been to the New York Comic Con. Well, if you see Will Wheaton, you have to tell him, I have a gay friend that's in love with you. I'm in love with him, so if, if I meet him, I'm going to ask if he wants a second wife. I'm you in know, love with Will Wheaton, so back off, all right? Okay, well, at least I'm they old enough him, to date him. They should put him on a cereal box and name it Will Wheaty. <laughs> Probably did. <laughs> Probably did, if I'm being honest. How about Eat Wheaton? Eat, eat, eat Wheaton. I would love to eat Well, Wheaties are a real thing. <laughs> Oh my god. Wheaties are real. Will Wheaton is probably like, oh, let's check out this uh this D D stream. And then they're we're just like talking about how much we want to eat him. And he's like, I hate my life. <laughs> you never know what if Will Wheaton's into Vore, you know? Oh yeah, maybe. So we're all cannibals. We're right? speaking we're speaking about the Mr. Natural one himself, right? I, I just randomly hey, threw Wheat- down this dice and it's a uh, that's a nat one on when I rolled the dice. So thanks, Will. If you are hey, for some reason watching this. Hey Will. I can take this whole dice and put it in my mouth. Hey, you should see what he can put in his urethra. Okay. Ow! Oh no. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Are... So that might be a little. So, anyways, dungeons and anyways, dungeons and dragons. Know, so any, everyone knows. Uh, I don't know, and I have no don't... experience with what he likes in there. Wait, wait, he... wait. What were you talking about, Zach? I say Dun- anyway. Dungeons, dungeons and, and dragons. Dragon these nuts across your. Ornthalus, the uh, the archmage that you just revived, walks up the stairs and throws a fireball at all of you. <laughs> Roll initiative. Thank God. Just Roll kidding. initiative. Uh, all right, let's let's actually play because we're we're already pushing eight o'clock. Oh. Oh, don't sound so disappointed, Austin. <laughs> okay, Dad. <laughs> all right, Nick, I like playing your games. Unlike Austin. Thanks, Nate. I appreciate Austin you. It sucks. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Okay. Fine. Nice hey. Sure does. Okay. Dungeon I'll, I'm Daddy. gonna have Beep jump off of a bridge. 
So, I so, so I just want to say our our viewer count went from eight people to seven, and I I would like to, I would like to think that that was actually Will Wheaton just like be like all right it, peace out. Oh, it's like these guys are that, too weird. It was that one guy really against Vor, you know. He's or that like, yeah. he's like I'm looking for the next big thing. These guys talk about dicks way too much, like more than more than than we can than we can put on. Hey, what in the fucking game? What, what is wrong with a good penis? Actually, well, no. I mean, let's let's be real. Laura Bailey in the second in the second um, campaign of Critical Role literally drew dicks as a character. Like that was her thing. So I think we're fine. Um, well, maybe they're against do. sounding. Yeah, oh, I, I draw like I've drawn dicks on the map, and you got mad at me. Wait. So you're really stifling my creative ability. Hey guys, look at my dick. All right. You should. Hey, is the rapier of sounding like a thing in the game? No. <laughs> All right, let's play D and D. It does extra damage on insertion. Who wasn't here last Ooh. week? I think we. Uh, I think we were oh, all I here. Think we were all here. Yeah. Were we all here? All right, cool. The rare right. occasion. Yeah, for real. It, fe it feels like it's. Yeah, anyways, um, <laughs> let's do a little bit of recap and hop into the game. Uh, so, the last we left off, uh, all of you had finally, uh, defeated, at the, at almost the cost of half your party, defeated the, uh, Demogorgon, Braugamach, Bra Braugamach, the Face Stealer. Uh, after defeating him, you, uh, Ori and Weavra had a little, uh, excursion chasing down some goblins that stole Ori's, uh, glaive, uh, some of you uh, spent time at camp uh, just trying to process uh, what to do next. Uh, after, after a bit of time of contemplating and, talk and talking amongst yourselves, you decided that you're going to try to search around uh, Nentorum, the current city that you are in, for any sort of clues or evidence of what happened to the people here or the Cordyorum itself. Uh, after looking around uh, with the help of Beep's incredible vision. Uh, you're able to spot a tower poking up out of the sky, the city line uh, that just kind of seemed out of place. Uh, once making your way into this tower, some traps were were sprung. Uh, Ori taking a brunt of a good a good portion of a fire trap, uh, as well as uh, Thaddeus getting hit by a ballista bolt and launched off the stairs. Uh, and a few other small traps that did some damage. Uh, but after disabling most of the traps uh, and making your way up through the tower, you found a skeleton of a what seemed to be some sort of humanoid person. Uh, after Elka, after uh, interacting with the corpse of this man, a visage of said person... Uh, popped up in front of you, and it, it being a handsome, hard to tell what age with elves, but elvish man with longish brown, like light brown hair, uh, and he was wearing green robe, like greenish blue robes, um, and uh, he asked you to grab his spell book and cast a spell to bring him back to life. After some discussion with the uh, visage of this person. And uh, a bit of uh, back and forth between the group. You all decided to finally 
uh, with the help of Zane's ability in the arc, ar arcane arts, uh, cast the true resurrection spell to bring back Ornthalus. Uh, he is a uh, Zane recognized him as an archmage that disappeared over 300 years ago. Um, after being brought back to life, uh, he mocked Thaddeus's uh, home, or I guess, uh, family, being the, the Starling family. Uh, saying that he was well aware of a of one of Thaddeus's uh, relatives in the name of Haldir, uh, Thaddeus's grandfather, uh, where he mentioned that Haldir seemed to have burst into flames whenever he stepped out into the sun, uh, having a pale complexion, which brought on some vampire accusations by all of you. Um, and the last we left off, you saw Ornthalus rushing downstairs and... Uh, Desperately casting a spell on the pr a previous skeleton that you found uh, on the bottom floor being that of a dwarvish man. Um, so that's where we left off. You hear him, you hear Ornthalus just jovially uh, casting a spell and then saying, well, uh, hello again. Uh, you've been, you've been sleeping for some time. And you'll hear a muffled voice saying, Ornthalus, what the hell? Uh, and that's, uh, that's where we'll start. So what do you guys want to do after hearing, after seeing this kind of a sp sporadic elf <laughs> run around? Uh, he also, uh, brought a, a 18 books, uh, filled with potential information on the Cordaeorum on the center floor, uh, of the couches here. So... What do you guys want to do? Well, Alka's going to start going. Okay. I forgot to pull up music. All right. <clears throat> All right. So you're going to start going through the books. Is anybody going to help her? I will be. Okay. I'll look through the couch cushions. Uh, or you make an investigation check. We'll just say Alara is going to uh, find a nice little spot on this giant bear rug and uh, take a nap. Because she also got hit with a trap or two. Um, I'm going to go up to Alara and I'm going to take a chunk of cheese and cut it into like the shape of a pillow and put it under her head. Okay. Uh, as you go to as you go to do that, uh as you put your hand down towards her face, your your mouth uh, her your hand is engulfed by her mouth. Uh let's see if she actually bites you. What's your AC? Uh 16. Yeah, you uh, you get bit by Alara as uh, she goes to rapidly grab the uh, the pillow cheese. Uh, you take four points of piercing damage. I use uncanny dodge and take two for evasion. Uh, it'd be uncanny dodge, yeah. So you you, you rip your hand back and, you, and she just like nips your fingers. Okay, that was dumb. And she grabs and she just. She's just munching on the cheese, and and then as she's munching on the cheese, she just kind of falls asleep. Uh, what was your investigation check, Rory? Uh, Thirteen. Thirteen. Um, 
Well, seeing as I don't have a table for investigation checks, we'll wing it. Um, Any coins? With a 13, uh, it seems like these couch cushions have been fairly picked clean. You find a lot of dust. You find a lot of, like, odd threads here and there, a button here and there. Um, but you do find one silver piece lodged lodged uh, in between one of the couch cushions. I'm fucking rich. But okay. So Zane and uh, Elka <clears throat> are reading the books. Uh, Weavra would probably come over and help you. I'm going to let the dog out of my room so he doesn't start barking. Bark, bark, bark. Go on, Jackson. Absolutely devoured that burrito. Holy shit. Good. Um, and Alan is going to start uh he's gonna start like kind of taking a look around and seeing what's going on with all this stuff. Uh as you start reading, the first book you see on top, which I do have a list of these books. Okay, first book you see on top, you actually recognize the title. Uh, you you recognize Tales of Lilac the Bard, Volume 1. Uh, and with a bookmark, like a little ribbon bookmark, you see uh, Osnit the Gemsmith. And it talks, and it's the same story about uh, talking about the fable of Osnit and how he created the Cordaeorums uh, with the help of Eldath the Peacebringer. And how uh, she took a, he took a strand of her life force and imbued them in uh, six six of these gems. Um, you go past that, unless you want to read more into Lilac the Bard. Um, okay. Uh, next book you find is a it seems to be a notebook, and it says on it uh, all it says is O. It just has a giant O on it. You assume it, ha it belongs to Ornthalus. You, you grab that and you start thumbing through it. Do you read Elvish? Either either of you. Zane. I do. Well, I know you do, but I'm talking anybody yeah. looking at books. No. Okay. I don't think Weaver does either. Which, let me grab. I actually probably should grab I have his cheat up. So. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Thaddeus, Thaddeus was just going to take a glance around the room for anything that might be poison related and then join them with the books. Okay. Anything poison related? Uh, so you're just looking for books? Books, items. Alright. Let me see here. Go ahead and uh, you're looking specifically for poison stuff so go ahead and make an investigation check. Um, by the way, so as you open the, open the book, you do see a few words written in common, but most of it is written in Elvish. Um, so you can just put the book down and go on to the next one if you want, but that's a... I will, I will let Thaddeus know that I have a book for him to... You roll Intimidation by accident, Todd. Investigate. I, rolled... I need Investigation. Oh, okay. Oh, I did. I'm sorry. 
three. Um, yeah, unfortunately, you're searching around and you just can't find anything to do with poisons. Although you do get a sense uh, that m chances are an arch an archmage won't have much use for poisonings or poisons and how to poison someone and maybe nothing nothing that you can really find after searching for a bit. Okay. I will work my way over and go through the book that they requested me to look at. Okay. Uh, so, you uh, you walk up and the first thing you read is a first-hand encounter uh, of, uh, of uh, Ordalis. I almost called him Osnit because I'm staring at that name. Maybe I'll start with those. Um, you read that uh, in Elvish different page this one you read uh, I'm attempting to break into the deeper vaults it is said that the Cordaeorum is held there however I do not know where it is held within the vaults uh, Dwarvish security guards are on high alert and do not trust me fully yet Hope hopefully my digging around won't cause them to be too weary of me that was the first entry Second entry. I tried I tried approaching the gate to the deeper vaults and was turned away immediately by the guards. They told me that they don't trust any elves that come this far deep into the mountain. Uh, third, mm. third entry. I decided to take a break today and study more about the Cordaeorum. Its abilities to extend life and heal are miraculous, and I hope to get my hands on one even for a moment once in my life. And then the fourth entry is left blank. Almost. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm, I'm gonna share that with the group and say this is, sounds kind of important, and then I'm gonna share that all with them. Okay. Uh, fourth entry is just left kind of blank. Um, it just you see scribbles, like like almost like he started to write something and then he scribbled it out with ink, uh, and then wrote nothing for it, and then he went to the next entry. Um. Attempt, attempted to polymorph myself into a bat to attempt to sneak into the deeper vaults. Unfortunately, when you polymorph yourself, you lose all sense of self, and I ended up flying around in the cave for three weeks. Must think of another strategy. Um, sixth entry. Uh, I met with one of the local druids that, that, practi that practiced their arts down here in the cave. Uh, weird furbolg fella. He he stated that he could try to wild shape and find a way in, but oh that that's a major fucking typo on my end. Uh, he said he could try to wild shape into a bat or something smaller uh, to try to find a way in and report back to me. I haven't heard from him yet. Entry seven. Uh. My Furbolg friend uh, flew back and said that there were no small entries into the deeper, into the deeper vaults, at least around the gate. Maybe there's a side entrance, or maybe even a tunnel that I could find. Entry eight. Uh, the goblin activity within Nentorm is starting to become a little bit more serious. Uh, I've been sent to dispatch 
a group of fifty gob a group of fifty goblins that came through the iron checkpoint. Uh, hopefully, I can snoop around within the iron checkpoint to see if there's a, a way to get in. Uh, entry nine. Uh, I did find a small hole that leads towards the that leads towards the deeper vault. However, I think we may be too far away. Uh, and then that is the end of that those notes. Um, I'm going to read all those and then I'm going to say this fourth entry is there a way does somebody have something that we might be able to pick up what he wrote before you erase it um, Vivra says this one does not think he can um See if Alan overheard you. His path perception's really high. Yeah. See if Alan even has anything that could help you. So, Alan doesn't have any spells that could help you. I thought he made it. He may have there's one. A, there's an erased entry, you said? It. Yeah. What it looks like is that a few sentences were wrote and then it was scribbled out. Oh, okay. Um,. I would say, Thaddeus, if you want to attempt to... If you want to attempt to try to decipher through the scribbles to see what the writing says, it's going to be a very hard DC, and I'm going to need you to make a... I'm going to need you to make an investigation check. And uh, with you, I believe with your investigation, you're going to have to roll probably a natural 20. Uh, can I trace something? Sure. It's really hard <clears> to see, Thaddeus. It's it's just hard to decipher. I this probably won't work, but it might help to see a little bit. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna take a piece piece of parchment and lay it over the book and scribble down where that part is on the piece of parchment. Okay. To see if any word. Or any letters were kind of like written down a bit harder than the scribbles. Make a slight of hand check. Okay. Hand. I think that's pretty. Yeah, plus four. Okay. Uh, nineteen. Nineteen. Unfortunately, as you do start to scribble down, you notice that the parchment that this is written on is very brittle. Um, your the quill that you're using to try to scribble is not enough to destroy the the parchment. However, you do not get any indentations with that. Yeah. Okay. Can I, to, can I try to help Thaddeus? Give him uh, another roll. Um. Maybe point it out. Point help point out stuff or. Yeah, I'm gonna say you can roll an investigation check. Um, you can roll one and then. Thaddeus, since you'd be trying to do it again, technically the DC would be higher, but I think what I want to do is instead give you... Actually, we'll just... I, do... have, oh. I have an idea. Okay. And you're... And I don't... I'm If I'm out of character on this, can I find some chalk some like or uh, charcoal and then turn the paper over the other side and then slowly rub the chalk or the 
charcoal on the back side of the parchment to see if I can read it in reverse. Okay. Um, I don't know if I, my character would know know how to do that. You're a thief. All right. And now you're a soul blade uh, rogue. But you do have... You are skilled in thievery and sneaking around. I'm going to say... You could go ahead and do it. It's going to be a sleight of hand check. Um, however, you're going to be making it with disadvantage. And the DC is going to be very high. And under a certain role that you have, you will destroy this piece of paper. So you could do that if you want to. But those are the risks that you'd have to take. Okay, before we do that, I'm going to explain to the group that I might destroy this paper and can somebody scry down what I've already what we've already read um you can probably I assume probably Zane or Elka have been scribing it down in common would be my I mean that's up to you guys but I feel like that's probably what they'd be doing trying to help you out yeah we'd probably Okay. Oh, All right. Crap. So, so we'll just assume those have been scrying down. That's why I assumed everyone was going to be doing anyways. Uh, okay. So, um, so you want to try this out? Uh, do you want to try? Do you want to try to have Ori help you? Help help you? Like, do you want to have Ori try to help point things out to you before you do all this? Yeah. Let's try that. Okay. Then... Okay. Um, so the DC, uh, so the DC to do this, uh, I'm going to have both of you roll, uh, the DC to see anything is going to be set at a hard 20, 25. So, and I what know, a, or a natural 20 from you, Thaddeus, oh, God. to see any sort of letters. This is not to decipher the whole thing. This is to see if you can find anything underneath these scribbles. So, <clears throat> not meant to be there, all right? Uh, What kind of role was this? Investigation? Yes, please. Okay. Uh, you need a roll? Uh, yeah, anybody can roll, I think. So I rolled a nat 20, so I have a 21. Okay. We'll get to you in a second. What did uh, Ori roll? 13. 13, yeah. Unfortunately, it's hard for you to see. Um, Elka, with your natural 20 and your 21, you're th you just stare really hard. You, you overhear them You overhear them saying this. You're trying to help, and you just you look really closely, and you do see a single word in Elvish, uh, just from really trying to decipher it. And you see it... Uh, you see that it says uh, the word imprisonment. Um, after pointing out and, write in, and writing it down on your piece of paper, Thaddeus would be able to tell you, yeah, that says imprisonment. Um, but okay. With, yeah. with that word, can I go to the word on each side of it and see if there's anything 
same the, D, same DC. For you, it's going to be a natural twenty. It's the only way you're getting any words out of this. It'll be my. Yeah, unfortunately, you're. It's just after the aged ink drying and the obvious attempt to try to block out the letters. This this method is you're starting to realize isn't going to work as well as you'd hope. Okay. I'd like to try the other one that might possibly destroy it. Okay. So, I'm going what I'm going to need you to do is I'm going to need you to roll a sleight of hand check but with disadvantage. The DC that you are trying to hit to fully grab these these few sentences is 31. Which for you is possible. This is a very, very hard thing to do, what you're trying to do. Uh, in order, and yeah, unfortunately, with a natural one on disadvantage, you go to start scrubbing some charcoal on the back, and the paper just shreds. Alright. Unfortunately, Wait, it was not meant to be. Who's this guy that's with us? Is that him? Which guy? The guy that we yeah. resurrected. Yeah, this is, you're looking at his notes. He's just, you hear him carrying on downstairs currently with a person that did not exist prior to uh, you coming up the stairs. I'm going to call him up there. Hey, can you uh, come up and help us, please? Um, make a Make a persuasion check. Oops. I'll take 13. Well. Really all I want is insight. Um, he'll, you'll hear him say, Oh, oh yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be right up. Give me one moment. And he will look at, he'll, you'll hear him say, Sadaka, come with me. And coming up the stairs, you'll see the same elvish man uh, kind of gliding up the stairs. He's not walking up the stairs. He's he's kind of floating. Very similar to how Leon floats. And he comes flying up the stairs, and then following him, hoofing it up the stairs, is a bald-faced dwarvish man. And you see him uh, kind of wearing a hood. Um, and just a general... like For those of you that are trained in the arcane arts... You could just feel a general like strength of our of Arcana and magic flowing around this dwarf. Um, not you don't feel the same for the for the wizard, the elfish, the elfish wizard that you resurrected. But uh, for some reason, this guy's just kind of heavy in power, and they both come come kind of striding over. And uh, Ornthalus stops. He's like, and he says, "You you needed my help? Yes." Well, yes, I'm sorry. I was try I was reading this, and then there's something that was scribbled out, and I tried to use a technique that I was taught before, um, where I put charcoal on the back, but I've kind of destroyed it. Um, do you know what your fourth entry was? Uh, do you mind if I see the book? Yeah, I'm going to hand him the book. As, as you go to hand it, the book kind of floats out of your hand and floats into his hand. And it, like... Oh, what a shame. I remember writing this. The... Oh, yeah, well, that's that was a bad day. Ooh. Selica, you remember this day? 
and you hear the dwarves like, mm, yeah, it's kind of rough. Could you share that information with us, please? Well, that was, of course, that was the day that I found out that I was being imprisoned. Here oh, okay. and in Torum. Um, they, um, oof, yes. So this was the, and he flips it over and looks at the cover. This was my 13th book that I, or I guess journal that I kept. Um, I kept one for about every other, every other year. Um, and I'd write in it whenever important things happened. Was this the last year? Uh, no. Um, I was, how long was I imprisoned for, Selica? Mm, probably like... 30 years or so. Right, 30 years. So, probably have another... Uh, actually, right there. And and he, like, reaches down and, like, a book, like, four, four books from the bottom, like, slides out of the stack and floats up. And you see a journal entry. This one right here is the, is the last one. Would this have the most current details of what you were searching? Most likely, yes. Uh, the, the, um... Oh, it's getting a bit muddy here. I remember... Writing in my journal about three days before the battle for Nantor. So, I think that might be... I think that's probably the last one, yes. Uh, whether or not it has important information in it, who knows? Okay, well, my understanding is you found a possible hole. Oh. These... Yes. Is that, is that still accessible, do you know? I've been... When did the Battle of Nentorum happen? Uh, and you look at the Dwarvishman. Uh, like... Six... 6.65 p.f., so, like... Hmm. I don't know, probably just under a century ago. Right, so, the problem is, is that I've been dead for... since then, the Battle of Nentorum. So... It's been about 80, 90 years since I've been out of the city or even alive, so you could go look. I can come with you. I'm assuming the Dwarvish government no longer has hold of this city. So I think I'm free to leave. Contracts are broken and void once you die, right? Well, and I don't think we saw anybody that's capable of stopping you. Very well. Well, I'm going to go make tea. Um, I don't know if I have tea. Um, and he, like, looks across the, uh, the room and he sees, like, this shelf over here. Uh, I couldn't find a shelf in the, in Incarnate that had just moldy food on it. Just pretend this is all moldy and gross over here. Shit. And he'll, like, look at Alan, who's, like, playing with the sundial over here. Uh... Yes, my, my friend, my, my Mr. Froberg friend, uh, I assume, and he kind of just floats over to him, I assume you might have some tea leaves or something along those lines? Well, 
Yeah, probably. Let me look in my pack. And you'll see Alan start going through his bag of holding. I do, in fact, have some tea leaves. Will these work? Perfect. Yes, perfect. And he'll grab the tea leaves and start wandering over to what looks like a small little kitchen area. Thank you, Forever Jerome, on my, on my food there. You're welcome. And he'll float over and just kind of, like, start waving his hand and prestidigitating, like, the pots and pans that have been since dusted and rusted. And he will uh, grab a tea kettle and, like, hold it uh, floating. Like, he'll start floating it above his uh, his hand and, like, a little flame will shoot out and start boiling water inside the pot. And Alan will kind of wander over and help him a little bit with that. Um... The, you'll see this dwarvish man kind of like start searching through the books and he'll just kind of look at uh, he'll look at you Ori and say hi hey sorry haven't seen a minotaur in a while that, that's okay just wasn't wasn't expecting wasn't expecting to wake up and see a bunch of uh people in my tower do you have any questions yeah who the fuck are you I'm Ori Ori Salika Oren nice to meet you gonna shake her hand you'll walk over and shake your hand it's it's a it is a firm dwarvish grip but weaker than you'd expect probably some atrophy from just waking up from the dead he looks slimy <laughs> he he looks, he act, and the overall, I mean, you can make an insight check just for his general, uh, yeah. his general demeanor if you want. Yeah, all right. I got another 13. Seems all right. <laughs> just, just a little weirded out by waking up suddenly after like 80 years. Well, what's your name? And he'll look at you. Little, little bunny girl. Uh, Elka will look over and say, my name is Elka, and I'm not a bunny. Hey, look at your ears. All right. He'll kind of wander over and look at Weebra. Lizard folk. Interesting. And he'll walk away. Look at Beep. Shake his head no. Get down. Oh. I don't see your face, but I can sense that infernal blood running through your veins. You must be a tiefling. Be correct. Which master do you serve? Do I look like somebody who serves someone? Nope. Nope. And he was just kind of, eh. And he looks at Thaddeus. <laughs> hey, what was that about? Uh. Elka's gonna mumble something under her breath about uh, racist dwarf. You look pretty bony there. Well, I just. Wait, oh, who, that's right. That's right. You that? were dead. It's Thaddeus. Thaddeus. Sterling of the House of Sterling. My grandfather was a vampire. 
can, you can ignore that second part. It's gonna roll an insight. That's a natural one. Really? That's fucking cool. Sorry, I don't mean to be rude. It's just the last time I talked to an elf, I got... Well. I um, was forced into the life of being an apprentice. Your, your friend here is elf. Yes, and he's the one that I talked to. And so now I'm like here. Him? No, he's alright. He's... he's uh, he, like, lean in over the couch for, so all of you can hear, but quiet enough to where you can... He's trying to make it so Ornthalus can't hear, so he's going to have to roll a stealth check. And Thor Ornthalus is going to roll... What's Ornthalus' passive perception? Okay. This is safe space. It's okay. <laughs> I'll be honest. He can't hurt you. I'll be honest. He... I was told by one of the government officials that I need to become friends with this elf. Now, I've never met an elf in my life. But I was born magical. And uh, they said uh, he would be a great teacher. And then he forced me into being his apprentice for 130 years. So... I don't hate the man. I actually admire him. But the last time, you're going to have to forgive me. The last time I was told to talk to an elf, I was essentially sold into a dentured servitude. Making tea. Sweeping the floor. Making sure the books are tidy. Making sure the rocks are out of the... And he'll look down and see like uh, the few bits of rubble that are still here. God fucking damn it. And he'll like wipe his hand and you'll see the rocks fling across the room. At this point, you just see... Uh, make a... Uh, everyone make a perception check. Oh, now I roll a fucking 20. <laughs> roll the 10. It's okay. It's not hard to see. I just wanted to see the... Five. Okay. Or you're oblivious. Oh, I, I, didn't, see any... I didn't. I didn't realize my things are different. How so? Hold on, I'll figure it out. Okay, you don't have to roll past okay. it. I, I got it. No, like the top right of roll twenty changed. Mm -hmm. I'm not used to it. Oh, you got the new. UI. Yeah, yeah, I got the new UI. Um, what were we doing? Perception. Perception check. Okay. Thirteen. 13. Anybody rolled above a 10, you'll see gliding over, and as as uh, this this Celica man says, yeah, he's a bit of a slave driver, and you'll see Ornthalus standing behind him with a tray of a tray of tea, and set it down on his head. Now, who's a slave, who's a slave driver? Who taught you how to cast magic? Who taught you how to sweep a floor? I did that. Be grateful. He flicks him. In, you flick him in the back of the head. Now, is that necessary? So, if you're an elf, you can have a servant or a slave. Oh, is that how that well, works? He's not my slave. I didn't purchase him. That is, you can have a slave. Yes. Oh, what are you doing, Ori? I'll I'll flick you in the back of the head just like that. Oh, no, no, what? No, 
Well, it'd be rude, wouldn't it? Ori? Would it, Ori? Would it be rude if I flicked you in the back of the head? Selica, I, I, I do not know what you've told these people. No window here. But I consider you my dear apprentice. I wouldn't have brought you back to life if, uh, if you weren't important to me. He's manipulating you. Anyway, anyway, here's tea, and he'll put down a set of tea. We can get you out of here. We can save you. You can become our new dentist. Where's Where's Dennis? Downstairs. Oh, oh, the the donkey that's downstairs? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was yours. (laughs) Yes. Oh, he starts walking away quietly. Hey. I'm gonna stop him. Hey, get back. Where's Dennis? Hey. <laughs> He'll point to his shoulder. You'll see a little bird sitting on his shoulder. What'd you do to Dennis? Well, I, I wanted a donkey and couldn't bring him upstairs with me, so I just kind of changed him into a bird. That's, that's our donkey. I, I, I didn't know that. Change him back. Or he takes out his axe. Wow. Well, Change it back right now. Make an intimidation check. <laughs> Nat 20, baby. Let's <laughs> uh, say 30. 30. And in a haste, he grabs the bird, the bird Dennis, and places him on your shoulder and snaps his fingers. Uh, you now have a, uh, you feel an intense weight come over your body as you are forced to the ground by the weight of a 400 pound donkey. Can I make a strength, strength check? check? Sure. We'll say yeah. make a strength check. Because I can carry a lot. Let's see if I can. How does a dwarf reach up and put it on his shoulder? He's a mage. Uh, 25. That weighs. Uh, your knees start to buckle, but you're able to grab and hold Dennis and prevent him from being impaled by your horns. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to sit Dennis down. He's, he's like walking away. He's like, I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't mean anything by Yo, you it. You could stay a slave. Go fuck yourself. Stealing other people's donkeys. Come on, Dennis. Where's, where's Dennis's token? Hold on. <laughs> hey, Ori. Yeah. Do you still have that bag that was wrapped around him? Ba- bag? Thanks, Dennis. Remember? Who uh, did this? I'm going to say this really quiet. Yeah, because I don't actually know. Dold is back. The dwarf downstairs. He took his backpack off. Oh. Make a stealth, make a uh, stealth check. Twenty-three. What's his passive? Nice. You don't see him turn around and look. However. <laughs> 
uh, Ornthalus just kind of like as as you go to lean in and to, and to uh, whisper to Ori, you all the Weaver of Elka, Zane, and Beep all notice him just slowly float above the books and lean really close into Thaddeus and Ori and go, "What are we talking about?" some items that we found along the way. Find your business. You're gonna see his nose kind of sniff. Oh! You'll just, you'll just see his head like wrap around you, Ori, and look at uh, look at look at the dwarf. Selica, I told you. None of this shit! And he will wave his hand and you'll see the Bits, the the um, the drugs, the gobweed start to float out of the bag. He's taking her. Hey, what? That's ours. But that's Selica's bag. Clearly, it's his. Ours now. Find, finders keepers. We caught it off some some goblins. Make a make make a deception check. Deception. Yeah. Jesus Christ! When it really matters. Yeah, that's the. These are we. That's a that's a twenty eight for him, <laughs> for his inside check. Um. He's just gonna look at. Oh, very well, and he you'll see him take, the roll and like. Wave it in front of all of you. Alright, so who's looking at history and who's not? Oh. I, I was going to look around a little bit. I wasn't going to read anything. Alright, before we partake, we will, um, let's get through the books first, shall we? And then we can all partake. This is an experience. That Selica so graciously will donate to us, right, Selica? Yeah, I guess. So, okay, so yes. let's go to book 13. Hmm. Well, well, we, well, we already read through book 13. The one we're going to have to read through is book 18. Uh, let's be... All right, I shall read it to you. Entry one. I have all but given up on attempting to get into the deeper vaults. Oh, that's right. This was a shitty day. The government has now sequestered me to the tower. Selica's very angry at me for this, said I stepped, overstepped my boundaries yet again. I told them he was foolish. A wizard knows no bounds. Yeah, they know no bounds. Anyways, I got shoved. I got shoved in the gut with a with a spear that day. That wasn't fun. All right, next entry. He flips the page. I've heard rumblings that a potential army is coming from the Iron Checkpoint. How they got into the mountain is beside me, but they did anyways. Apparently they say goblins and undead are teaming together. I wonder why. 
Ah, uh, yes, this is before we understood what was happening. Next entry. Selica told me that the Corday Arm does exist. This is a great breakthrough. They can't keep me in this tower for long. Entry 4. I've planned... I've now planned with Selica to find a way to break me out of my, my tower. Dwarvish guards switch on and off every four hours. The goal is to sneak out polymorphed during that time. We will be a fly. Hopefully that goes well. Next entry. So somehow that went well. And we are currently on our way to where the Corday Arum is held. Well, hopefully it's held. We have yet to, to confirm that it is there, but we will find out anyways. To the deeper vaults. Next entry. Unfortunately, we have been caught. We made it into the deeper vaults through a crack within the infrastructure of the door. It seems the door is starting to wither away after all these years. Could be possible to sneak through other ways, but that's the most direct. We made our way about halfway down to the deeper vault before we got stopped by one of the by one of the dragons playing security. Such stupid guard dogs. Let's say it out loud. Elka will cough uh, quietly. Next entry. Well, I'm back in my I'm back in my tunnel. Or, sorry. I wrote tunnel in the entry. It's tower. <laughs> Three o'clock, Zach Brain. Um, I feel lit. Well, I'm back in my tower. They said that they, they said if I sneak out again and attempt to go into the deeper vaults, they'll execute me. I'd like to see them try. <laughs> and you'll see him start laughing to himself. Unfortunately, the Cordarium will have to wait. Luckily, I am an elf, and I can wait a long time. Much longer than these dwarves. Next entry. Well, the city was attacked by the first wave of goblins. We seemed to handle it just well. Selica's traps did really well against them, and we seemed to push them back towards, towards the iron checkpoint. However, we have lost a fair bit of dwarves and other combatants. Next, next entry. Fetted, fought a demigorgon today. It ate three dwarves in front of me. Kind of sucks. Hopefully they will, hopefully their deaths won't be in vain. And this is the last entry. That's right, this day was not a good one. I have been pushed back to my tower. The undead and the goblins have taken over the city. Most of the civilians have fled, however, most of the army that stayed within the city have died. Selica and I have, have held ourselves up in the tower with as few as, as many soldiers as we could find. Unfortunately, I believe this will be our tomb. Maybe one day someone will find the Cordeo arm and bring us back to life. And then you'll see a he'll. Oh, that's right, continuation. He will flip. Well, at least I'll live one day. Hopefully when someone with arcane knowledge finds my book, 
I'll be able to be resurrected and I can go find the Cordae Orm once again. Unfortunately, I believe this is where I'll die. As I said, Selica is manning as much as, as much as he can by himself setting traps. However, most of the soldiers that have hauled up in the tower with us have fled. Unfortunately, I believe they have, they have all succumbed to the might of the armor that is invading. And that was the last entry. He kind of looks up. And then I accepted my death. Now that I have good memory, I sat down in this chair, and he'll sit down. He'll float over and sit in this chair. I sat, I sat down in this chair and uh, waited for death to come. I was tapped out of all spells, had nowhere to go. And I, at that point, I was quite drained physically and mentally. And uh, I fell asleep, thinking that maybe I could try to fall into a trance to gain more abilities back, but however, I was rudely awoken to two arrows being shoved in my heart. And then you'll see Selica walk over. Yeah, and he, uh, when he died, I didn't expect it. They came through the window and kind of shot him. Killed them, but, uh, I ended up having to fight my way into my office, and I think that's where I died. So, that was those days, but on Thalas, you said that you confirmed that the Cordaeorum exists. Well, yes, I, I did, and uh, I, the reason why I believe it exists was based off of solely the fact that the dwarves were protecting the, the deeper vaults with such care. Now, unfortunately, the dragon that found us, um... He's probably still living, is my assumption. I I couldn't see a... I don't think I'd ever see an ancient bronze dragon uh, die to mortals. But maybe it did. Maybe the goblins got the best of them somehow. But unfortunately, I don't think I'll ever make it back. I'm... Uh, and he'll kind of, like, lift his hand. I guess... Whenever you attempt to dive deeper into the Weave of Magic, it... Takes things from you. And this is the first time all of you are realizing that his right hand... Is basically all shriveled up in art. Like, like a, a level of... Um, it's almost rotted. It's black skinny um and he kind of looks at all of you unfortunately in my last hours i told uh i gave up my hand for the ability to potentially be brought back to life that's why you saw my visage that's why you're able to use the true resurrection spell that was in my book this is the price I had to pay, and I don't think I may be—I may still be powerful, but not nearly as much as I was before I died. Well, on the good news of that, sir, I'm going to hold up my hand. 
Well, we have somebody that might be able to fix it, but we do need your help because we need to find that Cordiorum. Well, all the information I have and have gathered over the years is yours. Uh, you resurrected me. You've helped me bring back Selica. Um, I've dealt some Built, I've been able to deal a fatal, a fatal blow to the uh, goblin population. Um, and whenever I was out there, I sensed no, um, no presence of that, of that, uh, that hellion, that, that, that demigorgon that was leading the charge. What happened of him? Did you fight him or was he gone before you got here? Somebody else like to, to answer that question, please? I think Ori was uncon unconscious. I, I was unconscious. Who was awake? Me. Thaddeus and Zane? I think so. And Alan? Let's just say it's not a problem anymore, <laughs> assuming it was the only one. Say it's not a problem. Did Trying to get away. And did it do a horrible death streak and then disappear? Yep. Oh yes, that's uh Yes, that, that is what got a good majority of the soldiers that fought it originally. Thing doesn't like to die, so keep your guard up. I don't think it's in Nentorum anymore. I don't sense it at least. The only thing Infernal I sense is you, and he'll point at Zane. Well, that's not a bad thing. You know, my, uh, my master, he was a, he's a black-skinned tiefling, uh, curious man, for someone who couldn't, for someone who'd live a normal mortal life, and not an elvish one like myself, he really knew what he was doing when it came to magic. It's pretty, pretty spectacular. So, I, I notice you've had your guard up. I just wanted to wanted to make sure you were you were at ease. Anywho, books enjoy. I think I'm going to um, sit here and meditate. If you need me, ask questions. And if uh, there are questions I can't answer, ask Selica. If he can't answer them. Well, I'll try my best. I do have one quick question before you rest. To oh. get to the door, what is the travel time to get to this door? Oh, you're talking about the deeper vault. Yeah. Well, assuming that the roads are still the same. Now, remember, last time I saw them, we were deep in... It was 80 years ago, at least. So, I think... Actually, double checking. Because I do have a distance marker. Um, yes. So, you will have to, assuming that the map is still correct and the roads have not changed, you will have to head east out of the city, following the main Nentorum Road. Uh, do not head south. That'll take you to Karn. Karn is 
more than more than likely been overrun by goblins as well, since it's the closest city to uh, Nentorum. Uh, head northeast. Then you'll see two mines, one on the right, one on the left. Don't go into those. Keep heading straight, and you'll eventually run into a checkpoint city named Noel Doral. Now, whether or not Noel Doral is still around um, is really up to you. I, I, I have no idea if it is or not. I have not seen it in many years. Um, if you go south out of Naldoral, you'll you'll hit Dongalir. Dongalir is a um, a gold mining city. Um, whether or not that was overrun is yet to be determined. If you go northwest, you'll find Mirgrin and eventually find the Northern Road. That'll take you out into the Rania Trench. Um, if you go northeast. I just switched to. We go northeast. You will find the ruler's resting place, uh, which is a graveyard. Be careful. Um, that can cause some problems. The un the animated sentries there will definitely. Uh, do some damage if you aren't careful. But you do need to go past the, the ruler's resting place. Head south from the road there, and then eventually you will find the Road of Gold. The Road of Gold is a highway that goes north to south through the mountains. Um, there's many offshoots, and you can get lost easily. Once you get up to the Road of Gold, you will find the central city of Arendur. The vault will be somewhere in between the resting, the ruler's resting place and the central city. My assumption is, assuming that Arundur isn't lost, my assumption is the deeper vault is probably still under lock and key. Now, if you've locked out and Arundur has been taken over thoroughly by undead and goblins and devils and demons then you'll be fine just wander into the vaults uh you may need to watch out for dragons i know they have at least three or four um and you'll just kind of look at anything else uh not that I could think of. I don't know, man. I, I wasn't. I've never actually. I've only been there once. That was when you dragged me there the last time. Right, right. That's. I forgot about that. All right. Well, you're asking for time to get to Naldoral from here is about a three days walk. To get to the the ruler's resting place from Naldoral is about another three days walk, and then to get to. Uh, the gates, probably from from the ruler's resting place, it take about another two two and a half days. Uh, that's the most direct route. If you want to try to find potentially living souls, um, my guess is Dungalir is prob probably still inhabited, um, although I have no way of knowing that. 
So if you go south from or south east uh, from Naldoral, uh you'll find Dungalir. Dungalir takes about a day and a half to travel through, uh, but it takes about two days to get there from Naldoral. So that's about three and a half days, and then straight shot from the Road of Gold all the way up to uh, the central city of Arandur. I'd say it's probably a... Uh, Probably a five days journey from Dungalir to the central city, so I'd say probably four and a half days to the to the vault door, if you go that way. So the most direct route is is past the ruler's resting place. However, you will have to deal with the um, the sentries. Uh, Dungalir potentially is is inhabited, so you could see some dwarves, and they might be able to point you towards the central city of Arndur. And you might be able to restock and do all that stuff. So it's really up to you. Now, whether or not I come with you is entirely up to whether or not I can get some rest. But the books are yours to read. Any and all information that I have on the Corday Arm is there. Enjoy. You'll just see him kind of close his eyes and go into a bit of a trance, meditating. It sounds like we have a few options. He'll open up his eyes. When you get to Noltoral, do not take the southern route. Just a fair warning. Is that, is that who I think it is that just joined this call? Mr. Island Man himself? Who might not have good enough Wi-Fi to actually participate tonight? Oh, that—that's fair. Uh, I've. What's the? Did they? Do they actually have plans down there that you can? Is it daily or is it hourly or what is it? Or they actually I have Wi-Fi? I'm on the. I'm on the hotel Wi-Fi right now. Oh, fair. That sounds good. It sounds fine. Yeah, you sound fine. Okay, hang on. I might need to disconnect and reconnect because I need to kill the stream because that, I think, is what's killing me. Okay. Be right back. The alcohol that's killing you. It's, it's all the fruity alcohol down at the Caribbean that's killing them. <laughs> the rainy, the sky, yeah. Forbidden fruits. Leave the fruits alone. Steve. Whoa now. Not not in my D&D campaign. <laughs> being, Zach, um, being straight is against God because God wants bisexuals. It's Adam and Eve, not Adam or Eve. Damn. That's, that's, that's insightful. Um, <laughs> oh boy, this is going to be really rough, but I think I'm here for it. Um, okay. Um, Dur during that last speech, I tuned in uh, on Twitch a few minutes ago. Okay. Um, during that last speech, um, these uh, these animated sentries you had mentioned, are they undead or constructs? Uh, he will open his eyes. Oh God, what is happening with this? Sorry. Uh, he will open his eyes and he'll just look at you. Oh, um, 
They're constructs. They're stone statues that... Um, they're heat-seeking missiles. So if you get too close, they'll, they'll attack you. Thank you. Before you close your eyes again, how much time do you need of rest before you feel you'd be ready to join us? <laughs> well, I've been been sleeping for 80 years. Um, probably in four hours or so. Very well. Um, okay, I'm just, sorry, I'm dealing with a technical issue right now. There we go. Your character cards are getting cut off for some reason. It doesn't look like it. it specifically Thaddeus' name, because it's longer, was getting cut off. Oh, got it. But it was just because of the framing. It's no big deal now. All on the stream? Yeah, 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 just because I, I switched over my C drive last week, and I, I've been casually fixing all the issues that all the configuration issues through the last week or so. I missed that one. So I'm not going to get royalties for today. God. Yeah, sorry. It's just how that works. I'm calling the union. <laughs> when we get a, when we get the union in our D and D game. When you guys are. Living full time off of this, then I'll consider it. But until that <laughs> happens, <laughs> forty hours a day. You guys are getting week. paid. <laughs> oh, I wasn't supposed to say anything. Damn it! Yeah, uh, talked about your wages. You're done, Todd. <laughs> Actually, you can't fire him for that. It's right. a federal. It's federally protected. You're gonna get fined. Yeah, and I'm federally wow. protected for another reason too. Damn. Look. To try to get rid of me, bitch. <laughs> All right, back back to the game. Before Hold the light. Before what's uh, in this chest? Uh, it is open. It's not locked. You're gonna open it. Yeah. We had a bolt of light here. Make a wisdom saving throw. <laughs> Gosh dang it. No one warned me. Do you just want to be on the stream today, Twisty? Huh? Are you trying to be famous? Uh, what's my wisdom? Uh, 23. 23. I just fed you guys three days ago. Uh, you open up the, you open up the door and you feel an intense rush of psychic energy hit your hand and crawl up your arm into your brain however you do resist it but you still take 14 points of psychic damage uh you open up the chest it's empty now what the fuck dwarf yeah what the fuck was that about a point to the chest I that's a Trap, ah, uh, yes, that's a trap I sent for, I sent for goblins. They're greedy little shit, so I figured if I bait a, bait a chest or two, they may, they'll probably take the bait. And, uh, given the spell that was cast on it, yeah, yeah, I'd probably, probably do some good damage. So 
there a window in this? Yeah. Or is I... your throat just out the window? Wait, wait, that's all right. Fair enough. What is this chest? What's this? It's just a backpack. Is this trap too? Uh, I didn't put that there. He walks away quietly. Open it. What? Open it. No. Yes, Orticula's axe. Open it now. I don't know what's in it, and I'd rather not. You don't scare me. Okay. We're just gonna pick up the uh <laughs> gonna pick up the backpack. Give it to Mikey. Walk Mikey will need anything. As you pick up the backpack, nothing happens. <laughs> I was played by from the start. Open it. Uh fine. Stop. We're open. I'm standing over here. Feel like Dennis, come. Stand away from Dennis. Dennis just wanders like as far over as he can get. Good boy. Uh, all right, and you'll see him take a step back and. Okay, bye, buddy. Thanks for trying. Godspeed. Fun in the island. Um, yeah, have fun. But, uh, he, like, cast Mage Hand to open up the bag. He's like, alright, traps. Oh, I know what this is. He'll just slip the bag open. And have the Mage Hand grab it and bring it over to him. This... is just a backpack. And he'll reach his hand down in it. And you'll hear him go, Oh! He'll look right at you. Ah. Uh, big guy. What? Little, yeah. li little, li little help. You'll see, his, you'll see his arms start to shake. Oh, okay. you need help getting your hand out? Okay. And something's got my hand. I, 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 I was going to grab his arm in the backpack and like, like, uh, pull and op at opposite ends. Okay, so yeah, make a strict check. He's also gonna make a strict check. Uh, 25. 25. You rip his body out of the bag. Like, his arm goes flying out, and, it, like, his shoulder's a bit dislocated uh, because of your strength. Um, and he was pulling so hard. It's like, damn, it was just a fucking joke. Ow. Oh, what? Uh, sorry. Yeah, I'm not going to apologize. It's just a backpack. It's empty. I don't know who left this here. Wait. And he, like, looks at the... Hey. Uh. Shit. He's in his deep in meditation. Anybody else good at, uh, arcane stuff? Like, specifically magic items? Uh, I would be. <laughs> come, if you don't mind, come over here. 
he like lifts the bag and point to a sigil that's on the top of the bag. Does this mean anything to you? Make a make an arcana check. Oof, that's a that one. Oof. Can I help? Uh, yeah. <laughs> or you see, you you have been around Zane enough that you'd probably be able to aid him in a bit. So go ahead and roll against me. That's not as bad. That's a twenty. Twenty. You would recognize 23. this twenty-three. 23. Or. Ori, with you helping out, Zane kind of like looks at it puzzled, and then you look at it, you're like, you know exactly what this is, and you point it out to Zane. This is a sigil for the starting of making a bag of holding. Oh. And it's not completed, and Zane, as you look at it more, you realize, oh, it only needs one little mark left, and then this will be a bag of holding. Interesting. And with the Arcana check, you would also notice that um, it, it's almost as if the sigil was purposely, like, tampered with. Like, this used to be a bag of holding, but it's no longer the, a bag of holding. Because of this little sigil being being removed. Can he fix it? Yeah, with that Arcana check and your help and you pointing it out and him having being like, oh yeah, I'm just being stupid moment. Um, it would take you half an hour to like finally detail the right sigil into that magic circle, but yeah, you'd be able to do it. Yeah, I can fix that. Okay, so you take a little bit of time to do that. Um, in the meantime, can I have? We'll go with beep. Beep, can you do me a favor and roll me a D100? So, percentile dice. That's coming out of that bag. It busted is here. If you, uh, you're muted. Awesome. Rut row raggy. Okay, I guess Austin is not here. Um, let's go ahead then Thaddeus. Roll a roll a D one hundred. D one hundred. Where's the Okay. Cool. Good to know. All right. I rolled perfectly in the middle. Perfectly, perfectly balanced, as everything should be. Um, some would say it's even odds, but. Uh, okay. So, as Zane, as you start fiddling with the bag, uh, Alka. And Thaddeus, you both have, and Beep and Lever have all been kind of taking a look at books. You see books called The Gem of Gods, The Total Known History of the Corde Orum by Eric Stormsong. Uh, Elka, this is written in Sylvan, which you immediately recognize. Yay, something I can read. And you actually recognize the name Eric Stormsong. Oh, okay. Uh, Eric Stormsong is the... Uh, 
he is the head historian for all of our room. Mm. And you have met this Eric Stormsong as a kid in passing because he's also just happens to be your father's best friend. What's he doing out here studying the Cordeor? You haven't heard much about what Eric ever did. And it's spelled A A R I C, not E R I C. Um, but you start to read the book, and immediately you remember reading this, these words, these very words once before, and it's a, it's a tale about how a how a certain fey creature wandered into the greater mortal planes and learned about all of the greatest creations of the mortal plane and you started to read about the core you read about the cordaeorum and things start to unlock in your fey-born brain that just kind of come back to you just from your basic uh unwillingness to be in be in like any sort of class format as a young as a young one um but the few times that you were forced to read and be there by your by your father and your mother you do remember reading books by Eric Stormsong and about how he went around writing the total history and known history of certain items and you at this very book sits on a shelf in your father's library at at his house and you remember seeing the title and you remember reading parts of this and it depicts the known history of the Cordeorum told in the uh from the perspective of Eric Stormsong um it tells about how a lot about how there were six made they were made back in 5 pf by uh by Eldath the, the peace bringer um and uh, talked about how an unknown dwarvish smith uh, helped create them. Five of them went to the Dwarvish Lords. One of them went to the Smith. Um, it talks about how one was given to Arandor, the total oligarchy of Arandor. It was given to the kingdom, not a not a lord, because more than one lord sits upon the throne in Arandor. Uh, it's it's told that. Uh, it's it says that most history of the of the Cordeorum was lost due to uh, religious naysayers and other uh, governmental bodies in the mortal planes uh, refusing to acknowledge anything good made by the gods since since the since the wound of the fracture and the gods betraying them was still very fresh on all of their minds um you read how Eric wrote that most documentation of these gems were destroyed maybe five to ten years after the actual gems were created. Uh, hence why they have slipped into a status of being more myth than fact. Um, you, start, you read more and more about how he's, he, Eric speculated that all of them still exist somewhere. However, if they, if they do exist... 
Some, most of them are not going to be in the, with the dwarves anymore since the dwarves tend to pawn off and sell valuable treasures in times of war. And the, and the dwarves have been in a specifically uh, dwarves in the Valencian continent uh, have been in constant states of warring actions against different other other different civilizations throughout the continent. And he, he believes that he writes saying he believes that the Corday Arm was more than likely sold off to either another Dwarvish kingdom or another or another domestic kingdom of humans or elves uh, to pay off war debts and or pay for more weapons of war. Um, however, the only unknown there's two unknown ones written in the book. One of them being the Arundur one, stating that the Arundur Corday was thought to have been lost in about at about 100 pf. Um, and there's some written history about from him that uh, explains how the oligarchy complaint, uh, I guess, more more or less argued about what the status of that gem should be in their society, given the fact that they're an oligarchy and they primarily benefit off of a capitalistic society and not a um, not hoarding treasure for one monarch. monarch. Um, but It's, that one is unknown, and then the other one that's unknown is the one that the smith kept. The smith's name is unknown, however, due to the popular the popular fables books, uh, lilac from lilac the bard. Uh, it's stated that his name was his name was once Osnit. But that's all that's really written down about in there about the Cordaeorum. Another book that Thaddeus uh, that grabs your attention is the Elvish history of gifts gifts from the gods um and talks about how uh before the fracture the elves were the most um had the most beneficial relationship with the gods and the fact that they were one of the first mortal beings created from the gods mixing with the uh i see that your headphones are unplugged are you good no yeah i'm good I'm okay good. all right just make sure um, you see that uh, the, the elves are the most related to the gods and the uh, the fae. Um, how their ancestry is intertwined, de millennials, well, like millennia, thousands and thousands, not millennials, Freudian slip there, uh, uh, thousands of years back. Uh, it's stated that they, um, intermingled with the celestials and the sylvan people uh the most and therefore they receive the elvish people received gifts from the celestials prior to the fracture because they were considered one of the more favorite mortals uh in existence um and one of those uh it's stated from the elvish perspective that the corday orms were not created by a, by a dwarvish smith but were created by the gods themselves specifically eldath uh, the Peacebringer, uh, as a gift for not the Dwarvish kings and the dwar and, and the dwarves, but for the Elvish uh, communities and the Elvish lords. However, the dwarves stole those gems and took them into their hordes. Um, this book it has an author. I just forgot to copy and paste it. 
Um, okay, it's Lyria Firestone, is who's who's writing this book. L y r i r i a, and then Firestone is how it sounds. Um, you related to the tire company? Nope. Tires don't exist in this world. Uh, um. Okay. Let me let me make sure it's copied down on this document, just because that's what I'm reading from. Uh, there's not really much more about the Corday Arm. It just states that the elf, the elves of old, believe that the the dwarves stole the gems for themselves, since they're since they're nothing but greedy individuals that live that live in their mountain holes and keep and continue to dig deep for minerals and riches, even though those minerals and riches mean nothing, uh, will never mean anything to the dwarves, since their greed continues to push them forward, and nothing will ever be good enough. Um, the next book, uh, is written by, uh, Zane, you would, uh, you, although you're working on the bag, it would pique your interest simply because you do recognize this name. Um, you recognize the name on this book because it is your father's name. Oh, Malleus Rona. Um, and it's it it's written uh the court documents of the court AOR from by by the Council of Ebrex. Uh and so you see that and kind of eye it and either grab it and put it to the side or uh read it. But it, when you do read it, it basically goes over the fact that Ebrax has been studying the whereabouts of the court AORM for thousands of years. Um, and in their documents, the gems were not created after the fracture. They're created far before the fracture. And, uh, um, they were originally intended as, as gifts for all of the mortal races, not just one. Um, however, it is stated that the, the dwarves greedily stole all six and wandered into their mountain holes. Um... It says the only one that wasn't greedily stolen was by a tiefling man that was from Ebrax, but he eventually gave it over to the Valencian Empire uh, during peace trades about 400 years ago. Right. Um, Your grandfather. The So currently it's... it's uh, Currently it's seven forty. It's seven forty-two PF is the is the date right now. Uh, it's signed by your father, and you know you know how old your dad is. Your dad is your dad is in, in his mid forties. Um, this is signed uh, seven nineteen PF. So you recognize that he is a young man when he wrote this document down. Um. Uh, let's see here. Beep. Is Austin back? Yeah, I've been here. Okay, you were... Oh, did you call for me at one point? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, I, I did leave for one portion. Alright, it's fine. I just need you to roll. There's a reason why D100 was rolled by Todd instead of you. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, but that's fine. Beep. One that... A book that really catches your attention because it's like... This is from home is... Uh, 
you don't recognize the name of the author. You've never heard of this person, and that that person's name is Orion Star. Uh, and the star is spelled S S T A R R. Um, however, you do recognize that this is the written in Celestial because you you read Celestial, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Written in Celestial, it uh, is written. The god, uh, the god's tale about uh, the god's tale of Cordior uh, of the Cordeorum, uh, uh, and then it says in a subtitle underneath it, the tales of the Usharian prince. So, written by Orion Star. You pick up the book and it is written entirely in Celestial, and from from your translation, you you read that the gods intended for these gems to be created at the turn of their first creation, uh, after after the turn of their first creation being the fairies. Uh, but the, the their first creation failed miserably, as you know this beep, and turned the fairy the original fairies turned into what we what today we call dragons. Um, so the, it states in there that the Celestials waited to create these gems and the actual purpose of these gems, uh, is, uh, it says, and I didn't copy and paste this part. You think I had chat GPT write a lot of this shit because I can't be bothered sometimes. Uh, okay, found it. All right, uh, it's it's written here uh, that the cele that the celestials decided to uh, decide to entrust the process of crafting these cordeorum to the dwarves. However, the dwarves denied the denied that denied that their skill was good enough to create these gems. One dwarf stood stood at the top to put his hand out and say that he wanted to try to create them. Uh, his name was unknown. Uh, the Celestials state that the Cordeorums were then created by the Dwarvish Smith after a hundred years of crafting. Uh, these gems were created well before the fracture and were originally created to be a beacon for immortality for all the mortal races. The god's total goal was to use these use these gems to make their creations immortal and eventually create and eventually reach godhood like themselves. All right. That's paraphrasing because ChatGPT gave me a fucking novel. Yeah, you have to like limit chat GTP like it gave it, like get four sentences. Like tell it right in less than four sentences or whatever. I, I didn't do that three in the morning, like four nights yeah. ago. <laughs> yeah, you gotta tell them that. Um Okay. So that that book interests you. And then for Weavra, there he's reading through some of the notes. He's not here, so I'm not gonna give any that pique his interest. After a little bit of reading, Zane, the uh, the bag of holding, you complete the task of turning it back to a bag of holding. 
Cool. Um, it is a standard bag of holding. Uh, however, uh, upon its upon its completion, you do notice, uh, like like every bag of holding, you do know that there's there are things inside this bag of holding. What's all I got? So, uh, so are you reaching down to, to f figure out what's in there? Yep. Okay. First thing you find is a is a sack of coins. All right. They are all copper. Give it to Ori. <laughs> uh, you count them out. There's 98 copper. He's rich. rich. Uh, the second thing you find is a, is a scroll of Revivify. Ooh, okay. I'll give that, uh, I'm gonna give it to Vodka. Okay. Uh, shit. I'll write it down for him. Yeah, just scroll, scroll of Revivify. Um, the third thing you find in there is a greater potion of healing. Who needs a potion? Not Ori. I got plenty. Um, Anybody healing potion greater? I have four greater and five period. I'm out. Thaddeus? Um, I think I should have. I know I have been, so. I've got one superior, five greater. Yeah, I'm all set I'll, right now. I'll give it to Thaddeus then. Okay. What am I adding? A greater, greater potion of healing. Um. Okay. The fourth thing you find in there is a book. Okay. The book inside is a journal, and is a journal with no name. However, there, uh, when you open it, there is only one entry. What's it say? Um, he is always watching. Please, if you find this book, destroy the bag. Oh, okay. Well, I will keep the book's advice. Is um, there anything else in the bag before you destroy it? There. I don't know that I want to know at this point. You would know. Once you restore the bag, you know exactly what's in there. Oh, okay. you, you know the amount of objects that are in there. Not the not what's in there, but the amount of objects. Uh, uh, the next thing you find, if you want to dig deeper. Sure. Uh, you find what looks to be a little red gem. Probably about the size of a gold coin. Um, make an arcana check. Twenty-six. You would know exactly what this is. Um. You once had a before heading uh, before heading here. You had a uh, a fight with a lich. Um, <laughs> and you would know that 
a the way a lich comes back to life is via a magical item called the phylactery. Um, you would immediately touch this gem and have your every hair on your body would stand on end, and your immediate thought would be, "This is a phylactery." Put that thing back where it came from. I'm gonna stick it back in the bag, and then I'm gonna try to destroy the sigil off of the bag. Cool. I had Todd roll a d100. So, as you go to stick the, uh, so you're gonna go, there's one more thing in the bag. I do not care at this point. Cool. Uh, as you go to stick the phylactery back in the bag, um, you feel your hand get grabbed. No. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Cut his arm off. Uh, so you shit. <laughs> uh... All of you see Zane's arm get grabbed, and it was digging. You can't feel it through your armor, but you can feel intense, almost like knife-like pressure being pushed down on your wrist. And um, a bit of dread falls over you. Make a uh, make an athletics check. Can I stick uh, my rapier 15. in the bag? Can I help? Uh, this is all happening right away, and you're far. You're a little bit away, Ori. Uh, can you stick your rapier in the bag? Uh, yeah, sure. Can I like poke at what's grabbing at his hand? You can't see what's grabbing at his hand. He's currently he, okay. He's currently sticking his hand into an to a uh, different plane of existence. Fifteen. You all watch Zane disappear into the bag. Uh, no. No, I, I can't <laughs> grab him. Is um, Zane, as you fall into the bag of holding, you see a familiar face. One that visited you one night on Arun. It's the bag man. <laughs> about, about two months ago at this point, you man. see Double. the face of the bag man. Grabbing onto you, screaming into your face, you immediately feel senses of terror as you realize you are now free floating into the dead of space that is the ulterior, the alternates, the alternate uh, plane of existence that is the bag of holding. Um, this creature has long, withered hair, pale skin, sharp teeth, red eyes, and. You see the phylactery in your hand slip the grip, or slip your grip with that athletics check. And you see it start to fall down into place and hover. Like, it hovers and you keep falling past it. Uh, with the bagman. Uh, what is everyone else doing? You just watch Zane get sucked into a bag of holding. Uh, I'm gonna I'll run over. I'm going to try to grab him and rip him out of there. Well, as you go to grab him, you say Zane's name, thinking that that would help you. Um, because generally, what you think you want out of the bag comes out of the bag. However, uh, actually... Wait, is there a check? For, there's a check for this, actually. Um, make a... Okay, the, uh, the creature 
a creature or player can can make a arcana check or a uh, persuasion check. Whichever one do you prefer, Ori? I think my persuasion's different. How about that? Yeah, I'm going to use persuasion. Okay. I'm just going to grab him just in case shit happens. Yeah. Uh, nat 20. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Zane. Which you... As you're falling, you look back up thinking, well, this is... It's been a good run. <laughs> um, You see a bright flash of light and Ori's hand reach down into the bag of holding right in front of your face. You just see an apparated arm of a gray-furred minotaur hand. I'm going to grab it. All right, Ori, you feel somebody grab your hand. Uh, I'm assuming it's Zane. Uh, you don't know. It feels metallic. Uh, it feels met I... like kind of metallic in, in feel. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hope it's Zane. All right, so you're gonna pull. <laughs> I just, uh, just in case it's not Zane, can I just punch him in the face once with my other God, hand? Don't mind. Don't. <laughs> I'm just. I'm not gonna do that. It, just, it would just be funny. I'm not gonna do that though. Roll a roll an athletic roll an athletics check. Okay. This is going against the bagman who is now rapidly crawling onto the back of Zane and trying to drag him down into the into the uh, space. Uh, another net twenty. No shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. That's uh thirty four. Thirty four. Yeah, that beats the hell out of its natural too. Um, <laughs> All right. <laughs> you rip Zane out of this bag zane you feel you feel your body get ripped into all sorts of particles and magical like your body almost forms into like a temporary form of like pure magical energy uh as you get ripped out of the bag of holding at this for at this force you do end up taking You do end up taking 68 points of force damage as, as you are ripped out of this bag of holding. Shit, my boy. Uh, as Ori pulls Zane out, I want to cast Firebolt at the bag. Cast Firebolt at the bag? Okay. I'm ro rolling, a, uh, rolling attack. So it's your it's a, it's a d20 plus your... Uh, I rolled an 18. Okay, 18. yeah, okay. Um, plus six, so 18. It's enough to hit the bag. However, Zane, when you are ripped out, uh, you do feel uh, the body of this of this creature just clinging onto you for dear life. Uh, it came... Ori, roll, or, Ori rolled so high and pulled you so hard that the bagman did not have time to let go. Um, it also takes 68 points of force damage. Ooh. Get shit on. Um, as, as I already had said, I have my day or my rapier out. Yep. Can uh, I get attack of opportunity as it flies by me? Nope. Because it's, uh, it's being forcefully moved through your space. You cannot do that. That's not how attack of opportunity works. Someone has to, something has to leave, purposely leave your space okay. in order to get it. 
Can I get an attack on it? Uh, that you can do, but it will be a disadvantage because it is being currently being ripped. Its body being amorphosized into like this pure arcane energy as it gets ripped out of the bag, and it's like slowly starting to particle itself back to get back together as it's pulled out into the mortal plane. If it's like uh, if it's like hang on to Zane, can I like aim it towards Thaddeus? Yeah. Thirteen. I actually, I actually need to grab the bagman's uh, stat block. I I rolled. I don't know what I rolled yet. So. Alright. I'd be curious because we fought him at such a lower level if he's gonna survive the force damage he's on. Um he does. Bagman two. Electric boogaloo. <laughs> uh thirteen does not hit him, Thaddeus. So all of a sudden in the space erupted uh, a quiet like book study session moment erupts into chaos as Zane you get ripped out of space and all of you attempt to attack this creature that has now clung to Zane roll initiative for me real quick let me uh hope before you do let me make sure turn order is turn is cleared that turn okay All right, go ahead and roll initiative. No, that that tracks what just happened to me. Yeah. Turn. That's cocked for silica. Okay. Celica is not very dexterous. <laughs> Still gets a 10. Um, uh, can you... Do you want me to roll for Weaver? Please and thanks. Uh, Alara's asleep. Alara is still asleep. <laughs> Alara does not wake up. Uh, does Big Bad Wizard Dude... He does not either. He's still in his trance. Um, okay. He's probably a deep sleeper, considering that that's how they got the jump on him last time. Yep. True. Uh, Let me yell out the word cheese. <laughs> that's probably what she's dreaming about right about now, if I'm being honest. Right. Cheese world. Twist! Twist! Jorkin! And we're going to go... but it's all cheese. And then I need to roll for the bag, man. It's fucking fast. Jesus. All right. That's an 18 on the dice. That's a 24. Oh, not 24. I didn't realize it gets to add a proficiency bonus. And I can add proficiency bonus to all initiative rolls. And the creature is forcibly removed from a bag of holding. Cool. So 
It's plus whenever forcefully removed from a bag of holding or a space similar is uh, plus nine for initiative. That's pretty wild. Um, okay. So the bagman does go first. Barely. Um, Zane, it's currently grabbed onto your back. It is going to try to sink its claws into your neck and your body. And it's going to do three attacks on you. Oh, joy. It wants its prey. Uh, 24 to hit. Miss. Shit. Natural 20. Which brings him to what? 27. Uh, that'll hit. Um, okay. So this is the claw attack. Okay. Uh, uh, with that, it was a plus four. Okay. Um, 30, you take 34 points of slash, slashing damage. You're unconscious? Yep. Okay. Uh, it is now going to roll with advantage because it is on you and you are now, uh, uh, you are now unconscious. But that's an 18, so that misses you. Yep. So you do not take... Uh, you do not take a death saving throw there. Or two of them, because it's autocrit. Yep. Um, okay. Uh, all of you watch Zane just get lashed into by this thing, and he, fall, and he falls unconscious with it on his back. Um, okay. Which, at the start of its turn, it does regain 10 hit points. So, at, as it gets ready for battle, you do see its wounds start to heal slightly. Okay. So he would be at that now. Okay, uh, that is its turn. Um, actually, it, it's it's wholly focused on Zane. So, Elka, what do you want to do? Well, I'm gonna pull out my rapiers. So I got a 16 and. Twenty-three. Sorry. Sixteen just barely right. misses, but twenty-three definitely hits. Okay. Uh, that's six damage. Six I'm damage. Gonna, okay. I might do an extra attack. Uh, twenty-five. To hit, absolutely. We've got eight, nine, ten, twelve damage. Nice. And then I'm going to actually, do I have that? I have that action surge. Okay. That is 24 and a 25. 24 and 25. So they both hit. We've got 14 more damage. 
14 more damage. Okay. And that is my turn. All right. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Uh, at the end of your turn, it is Thaddeus's turn. Okay. Um, I am going to attack with my rapier again. Okay. 26. 26 hits. Which you would, uh, uh, you would get sneak attack since you'd be moving up here to, um, it is okay. engaged in combat. So go and roll, uh, well, so that's the... roll, roll another attack because you do get advantage. Oh, roll a second attack. Okay. Well, you're rolling your attack with advantage whenever you roll sneak attack. Oh, okay. Okay. So just roll, yeah, twenty nine. Okay, that still hits. I just want you're you're trying for the natural twenty, is what. Oh, oh, oh! I see, I see. So I nine see. nine piercing. All right, and then plus sneak attack. Okay, uh, let's see here. There's going to be poison. Okay, such so a bonus yeah. action. Um. Well, that's yeah. When you, and then my sneak attack. Oh my god! You're. Oof. Uh, okay, so that's 21, 20, uh, 26 points of damage on your turn. All right. It is looking pretty hurt, but that is, you still have movement if you want to, but it may attack of opportunity on you if you move away. Uh, well, could I disengage? Nope, that's a bonus action. If it's a bonus action, okay. you use your poison. So. Oh, okay. is it? Oh, I thought it was part of the t attack because it's triggered in. No, it's a bonus action to you. Bonus action to pull the trigger and then stab is your attack. Okay. Yeah. That's what we landed on. Okay. Um. Okay. Well, then that's your turn. Unless you want to move away. No, I don't want to get attacked. So. Okay. Um. Currently, it's technically on top of. Zane's body, so that's technically where it is. Uh, so, end of your turn, it's Ori's turn. I'm gonna move right here, so I'm flanking. Okay. Uh, text X. That is a 28. 28, okay, that hits. Thirty-three damage. Cut. And extra attack. Twenty-three. damage 38 damage it's looking pretty hurt <clears throat> starting um, to look a little rabid uh bonus action bonus action Blade. go for it all right uh, that's another net 20 jesus christ so 
hits, three nat 20s in the span of an hour. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Oh, nuts. Uh, 72. How do you want to do this? Uh, I'm going to cut him. Uh, so how is he on his body? He's like, think he of... like clinged on him like a backpack? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, he's going to slice him like a Subway sandwich to get... And then he's going to knock the bottom part away that's attached to him. And then the other half's going to fall down on the ground. All right. So this is your glaive. I'm going to say high or low. Uh, we'll go high. Okay. As you go to split him apart, you watch his body amorphize into a shadow and swirl around. And you'll hear a screech start to echo through the chamber. And then you'll watch him like you'll watch the shadow dip down into the floor Crawl over Zane's body, up into the bag, and shoot itself down into the bag. God damn it! <laughs> um, however, you said hi. I rolled a four. Uh, so as you go to slice down, you don't find as much of a contact as you were hoping because its body started to amorphize as it knew it was about to be defeated. Uh. And it, your glaive hits Zane. Did my okay. fireball not hit the bag? Uh, it did. It did, but it just kind of damaged. It, it's a leather satchel, so it just kind of bounced off. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a bag of holding. There's either way. <laughs> Good call. It, but I mean, either way, there's like four or five other bags of holding here. It would just crawled up in that, one of those. So, um, but either way, uh, your axe makes contact with uh, with Zane uh, because you roll the natural twenty; it auto hits. And so, Zane, that's uh, two death saves because the weight uh, of because the weight of the glaive uh, is hard to stop sometimes when you're trying to swing through. I believe that Weaver would immediately jump into action. Probably Alan would as well. Um, but, okay. Uh, so, what's Weaver going to do? Um, God damn, there's so many. What is it? Uh, we'll do a cure root wounds, but um, do it at a higher level. Uh, let's, let's do it at a level four. Okay. Oh, that's not, um, oh, there it is. Four. Damn. Wow. Uh, Maybe. you heal 22 points, see. Oh, just leave me on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it comes comes running over. Uh, that was rough. What the fuck was that thing? The bag, man. The what? That's gross. <laughs> he lives in bags, Colby. 
Which somehow we've seen him twice. Man, he must really like you guys. Yes. Yeah, Lucky ass. Talking to him one time. You just kind of. We never, we never talk to people before we fight them. No, nope. just start doing that. He didn't really give us a choice, to be fair. Oh. Yeah, you're right. Uh, you heal another 32 points of healing as Alan comes rushing over and slaps you on the shoulder. Damn. An 8, a 5, a 6, and a 5 for uh, Alan's Cure Wounds at level 4. Let's rub it in. Sorry. Damn, that's pretty good. <laughs> it's really good, actually. <sighs> Alright, uh, Alan will be like, well, why is it every fucking time one of you finds a new bag of holding, something stupid happens? You weren't even there last time. Yes, I uh, Yes, I was. Actually, he was. Yeah, he was sleeping on the sure couch on the ba in the basement. He woke up to the to the noise happening. Forgot. Well, like I don't years know. Ago. Can I check what the last item was? Yeah, you reach your hat. You reach your hand in the bag. Yep. Make an acrobatic check. I'm just kidding. Oh, Jesus <laughs> fuck! <laughs> you pull out a moldy apple. Uh, you, so you, you're gonna grab the phylactery? No, the other. So there's one more item. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you need to work on your pull-out game. You know, coming from a man who was in the bag before me, I don't need to hear that shit. <laughs> I recall saving somebody's life from a bag when I tied a rope around me and dove in. Yeah, blame it on the big guy. <laughs> hey, I did the saving this time. <laughs> Works out, then. I fucking ripped you through space. Do me a favor. You also almost ripped him in half. Yes. Uh, Zane, roll roll a d20. Tell me what the number 20. is. 20? You roll natural 20? No, 8. 8? Okay. Cool. Um, you reach into the bag. Ori, you immediately feel this sensation. Um, you... As you reach in the bag, or Ori does, Ori, you feel a item from your bag disappear and get replaced with something else. Oh fucking! Which one? <laughs> uh, I lose my cool cards. I lose my Yu-Gi-Oh cards. We haven't even talked about your Yu-Gi-Oh cards you, in a while. We can. <laughs> you, you can. Uh, you can check. All right, check. Your bag. What, what happened? Your. Uh, um, you reach down in the, into the bag and you notice that your deck of many things is no longer in your bag. All right, that's, far, that's probably for the best. <laughs> nice, I got you. you uh, honestly, now. I was too scared to use them anyway. Yes. Like, but... <laughs> so, but it is replaced with an 8 on the, D, on the D20 table rolled by Zane. Um, with that guy again. <laughs> that'd be cool with just gold. I need some gold. Hey, just give me copper. Yeah. 
cause us that gold. You reach you reach your hand down into the bag and you find a necklace. Fuck it. Question mark. Um, what does it look like? There are these little amber looking beads in a string. Um, I don't trust amber. And they there's nine of them, nine of these beads. Um, and when sun, when when like candlelight and fire and like firelight from the from the fireplace reflect off the hit and reflect off these beads, you see a flash of like flame inside them. Um, oh. I don't know what they are. I don't know. Hey, uh, Zane, you know what this is? Uh, eventually. Zane can make an Arcana check. Can I? Uh, sure will. No, I'm I'm good on that, fam. Uh, that's a 25. You wouldn't necessarily know what the name of these magic items are because of this magic item is because of the fact that you're not identifying it. Um, however, you do know that these beads definitely have evocation magic imbued into them and definitely feel familiar to a spell that, uh, that has been cast multiple times in front of you being, being fireball. I know what these are. Yeah, by now, Nate, you should know exactly what these are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have we seen them, them used in this campaign? Nope. Okay. I, have, um, I think I have that necklace, don't I? What now? I, it's a fireball necklace, right? It's a necklace of fireballs. Yep. Yeah, I have it, one. Do you have so one? I, would, I do. Oh, so you would recognize this immediately. It's a <laughs> nine beads of a, uh, for a necklace of fireball. I was going to say, didn't somebody use it during Jesus, killing all nine? those? Yep. Well, I, I bought one. I haven't used it. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a D6 plus four. I rolled a six. Or I rolled a five, sorry. Um, Zane, however, you reach down into this bag of holding and you find a leather satchel. If you're talking mousy, we can't hear you. You, you're muted. I'm muted. I'm just screaming. You're it's screaming. a bag in a bag. It's a bag in a bag. I was like, oh, I'm talking too faintly. <laughs> they can't hear me. Um, you find a leather satchel. Okay. It's in the bag. As you look in the satchel, you find a, two things. You find a weird deck of playing cards. <laughs> Okay. Uh, they are not what you're thinking they are. They're not Pokemon the deck of anything. They're things. not the deck of many things. Um, however, you look at them and you can definitely tell they're magical. Just going off your other Arcana check. Uh, <laughs> you can definitely tell they're magical somehow. Uh, and But you've never, I don't think you've ever seen the this, this uh, magic item before. And then the other thing that is inside uh, inside the satchel is a single 
looks like a looks like a gold coin, but you immediately recognize that this is definitely not gold. It's made to look like a gold coin, uh, and it is also magical in nature. Okay. Uh, you don't have identify, right? Nope. Then you have no idea what these are. No. Cool. Uh, however, let's see if he knows. Celica, however, does know identify. Hey, uh, yeah, I can take a look at those. He will cast identify on the on the deck of cards. Oh, I hit F eleven. Jesus! All of a sudden, my my Google Doc just like went like ballistic. I went full screen by accident. You will start to look at it, and he goes, "Oh, this is called the Deck of Illusions." And he will describe the Deck of Illusions to you as I send you the uh, <laughs> the, the the magic card for it. All right. I'm just gonna throw it in general. That's fine. Uh, okay, and then he will cast identify on the coin. Holy shit, this would be awesome. <laughs> this would be this is gonna be really fun. Yeah, yeah well, can, can you read it for me? I don't want to stop crocheting. Um, so a, it has 34 cards, um, and it only functions if they're drawn at random. And um, uh, that's I, I can use some action to draw a card at random from the deck and throw it to the ground at a point within 30 feet. Uh, and depending on what it, you pick, uh, it turns into many things. Um, for the illusion, anywhere from red dragons to multiple people, the kobolds, like Medusa, Frost Giant, shit like that. Sweet. It's a fun item. I'm glad I put that on that list. Um, and then the other, then he'll describe the coin to you, um, which he'll say, uh, this is a lucky coin when you make, uh, when you make a skill check. Attack roll or saving throw, you may instead roll two d20. So you roll with advantage. If the result is an even number on each d20, the result is equivalent of a natural 20. If one d20 is is even and one is odd, you automatically pass your check. Hit your uh, hit your opponent or succeed in that saving throw. If both d20 result in an odd number, the result is equivalent to a natural one. The coin regains use of effect uh, at dawn, so every every long rest. So you could choose to use luck, basically, but also could fuck you over drastically. Yeah. So there you go. That was last. That was last item. Nope. Get rid of that that bag of holding. Yeah, I'm gonna destroy that bag of holding. Okay. Uh, so you're trying. You're gonna try to destroy a bag of holding. How are you gonna do that? Are you gonna just rip it apart? Or are you gonna? 
I'll destroy the sigil using my dagger. Okay. That's smart. Good job using your brain. Uh, because <laughs> for reasons... Just rip it apart. It's not like it'll open up a rift in dimensions. Smile. So, yeah, you're, you're smart. So you do destroy the sigil, and the bag of holding is no longer working. Easy enough. Easy peasy. The AC for a bag of holding is six. Yeah. I use the satchel AC. Yeah, you'll hit it. I, I'm convinced yeah, so you yeah. will. So, yes, I will uh, absolutely just roll quick for that. Yeah, we passed that check. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. I, I, I like, I was going through this, like the, uh, the deck of illusions. Cloud Giant would be fucking hilarious. Honestly, summoning a red dragon sounds pretty fucking funny, too. Or Succubus or Incubus. Just imagine me walking into the next big city we get into. I'm like, oh, yeah, Fire Giant. <laughs> cool, we're going to go looting. Right. As oh, everybody a, runs away. For a Joker, you can uh, choose. Well, I can just cool. summon myself. <laughs> it's an illusion. <laughs> so, uh... I have I have a deck of illusion on on its way from okay. Amazon. Nice. So I saw that. So I was like, I oh, want, that's cool. that's I really want, cool. I want that. So I bought it. So. All right. So uh, after some digging, um, and after some excitement, uh, you all f- figure out that um, the Cordaeorum, chances are, it does exist. And the best place to look would be in the deeper vault. However, it is a trip and uh, could be perilous. Um, what do you guys want to do? That's the only reason we're here, so. Right, Buckethead, Buckethead, Buckethead. I need a ship. Uh, he doesn't exist in this universe, sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need to hit. Just, he just pulls a fucking. He, he... <laughs> this is where we do it, Zach. Yeah, this is where we. This is where we combine our, our universes, Nate. <laughs> I mean, we were about to rip a hole in the universe, right? Like the, I mean, I, I can just rip that bag thing. open instead. Rip. It's no longer a bag of holding. We have I've plenty. A, I've got more. Damn it. <laughs> um. Okay. So, all right. So you have two options. You could either go south into map load, please. Thank you. You could either go south into Dungalir, which is the city of gold, um, or you could go northeast past the ruler's uh, resting place and potentially fight the sentries. If you don't, you know, if you don't, you know, sneak past them. Um, and one option, the more dangerous option is uh, it'll take you about nine days. The longer route and probably safer route will take you about 12 to 13 days. So. How you... long has it been since we left? Big... Left what? That I totally know the name of. I'm sorry, left, left what? The city that was being destroyed by the. Oh yeah, our um Artemis. It's yeah. been hold on, I I know it's been a while. Uh, we fucking 
It's been about. Right. It's been about. Well, he took ten days to get to. Um, yeah. From Anarik to Ron, which is where you was where you fought with Raul, in the Lich. Um, and it took you about four days to get there, to get to Anarik, which is where you left Ander. So it's been about, and then it took you. It's we're now going on day six of you traveling into Arondur. So it's been about three weeks since you've left. You were get yeah, we you were given you were given as long as you needed, but preferably shorter the better. Uh, we're taking the shorter route then. Sounds planned. So yeah, by the time you get there, you'll be just you'll be just over four weeks, basically a month, attempting to find this thing. Okay. All right, so after a bit of time, um, you will notice uh, Ornthalus like open his eyes and go, "Well, all of you were busy. I, I heard. Sorry, I couldn't wake up for that, but it seems like you had it handled." He'll look at you saying, "I'm I'm sorry. Are you okay, sir?" I will be. Good to know. Okay. By but, the way, sir, your apprentice saved our lives. Did he really? Well, so we did. What are you talking about? Sorry. I did all the work. Selica walks off boastfully. Yeah, you chopped Zane in half. You fuck that guy. Am I right? Uh, beef. You haven't talked for a while. Beep. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you haven't talked for a guy. while. <laughs> <laughs> like, Beep hasn't been talkative lately. Beep. Ah, <laughs> oh, there he is. There we he is. Those, There's those our boy. Tone. Just making sure he still exists, right? <laughs> Beep's just... Beep's just a, Beep has a constant thousand yards there. You haven't RP'd with me in a while. What do you have to say? Beep. <laughs> he hasn't played his kazoo. Damn it. I did not realize we had a bot in the group. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> I feel inspired. Or he tap dance for t tap dances for two seconds. Performance check. <laughs> can you, tap can dances you, with hooves. Yeah, it's can, good you, can you play uh, Sandstorm? <laughs> oh my god, I haven't heard Sandstorm in so long. I don't even remember how it goes. <laughs> oh, oh, right, right. <laughs> what, what did Rory roll for performance? Uh, 15. 15! You tap dance the best your five hundred pound ten foot frame can allow. Honestly, I'll take it. Do I feel the building? Yeah, I was gonna say, like, how's the floor doing? Yes, it's. Does the floor have to roll an AC? Or it has to roll a strength saving throw. It's like two hammers. Yeah. If either of you, if anybody has ever seen in passing. Uh, when um, the University of Wisconsin does jump around in their football stadium, it literally registers on the Richter scale. 
Um, the, oh, yeah. That's... Yeah. Uh, white people. It... It... You could feel underneath your feet, like, the wood absorbing the shock of both of Ori's hooves slamming into it, and you just feel the waves of, of basically like a small little earthquake moving the part, moving the stone and wooded uh, wizard tower. But passable it, tap dancing. Not bad at I all. I should lose weight. Alka's going to toss him a gold coin. Oh, thank God. <laughs> you know, to that point you just made, Zach, there's actually another stadium in Central Florida. Mm-hmm. It's the UCF Stadium. Yeah, yeah. They, it's called the Bounce House because it shakes so much when they jump. That's incredible. It literally, like, people have been like, maybe we should, like, check and make sure it it's sound. They, they check it often. Yeah. It bounces I, so much. I feel like you have to. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So Alan kind of walks up and is just like, so, um, puts a hand on Dennis and pats him. So, um, I guess we're taking the short route. Yep. All right. Uh, Ornthalus, uh, Selica, are you two going to come with us? Uh, I don't want to presume anything, but it'd be nice to have two mage, two more mages in the group for a little bit. Well, I suppose we can. Uh, Selica, do you have any reservations about this? No, I'm... I've been ready to get out of this tower for 80 years, but my... My bones wouldn't move. <laughs> okay. Oh! So anyway... <laughs> he slowly starts walking towards the stairs. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go set traps. Make sure I'll make sure they're not set before you walk down. Is is any your slave? Can you just take him? He is. He's not my slave. He's my apprentice. I, I don't know. He's not. He made it sound like you were like you kidnapped him. Maybe I. Maybe I'm a bit of a slave driver, but not a slave. No, I, or he's not a slave. Uh, he's. My apprentice. He's been with me for a long time, and I've given them you, options uh, to leave, but he hasn't. Can I roll an insight on that? Sure. Hey, uh... 16? Seems straightforward. I don't know. He, uh... He complains a lot, but I, I think he really does enjoy my company. Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. Either way, I mean, he did spend over a hundred years with me, so I'd, I'd hope he at least somewhat enjoys me. I'm, I'm just going to go ask him myself. Okay, you do that. Let me know. I, if I'm doing something wrong, I want to change it. Hey, uh, dwarf. Uh, what? He's, like, working on, his, res- he's working on resetting a trap. Put his, hand, put his arm around his shoulder. You can be honest uh, with me. Um, you're safe. Yeah. Do you trust okay. me? No, but you. Okay. Well, let's, let's just say bygones be bygones. All right. Do you, Do you feel like you're a slave to that man over there? You could be honest. No judgment. Well, you're safe. I'm not necessarily a slave. He uh, he has offered to let me leave and. Go back to the central city for a bit. But 
I feel duty driven to help him. So, no, I'm not a slave. He doesn't own me. I can go and as I please. At least I hope I can. Okay. Okay. Bye. <laughs> he works. Keeps working on his uh on the trap he's he's setting. Yeah, that guy's fucked up. He's got like Stockholm syndrome or something. Are you saying this quietly? Kinda. Make a stealth check or sleight of hand, whichever one you feel. Uh, okay. Can I make a performance instead? Sure. Because, okay. Uh, fifteen. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ornthalus hears everything you're saying. Okay, I was. That's fine. I'm not against it. His perception is stupid. He just he just says, "Well, Stockholm syndrome. What is that? I don't. I've never heard that term. Um, it's from the city of Stockholm. Where is? I've been around this world. I've never heard the term the city of Stockholm. I I must visit one day. Yes. Huh. Fair enough. Means you manipulated him enough to like you. Oh." Have I? I? I don't know. I, I'm getting a weird feeling from that guy. Oh, oh, Selica, Selica, come here. And you see, uh, see him like kind of turn and like look and walk over calmly. Selica, be honest with me. Do I do I take advantage of you? Do I? Do you feel taken advantage of, or? It's good, not it, Selica. Make a, per make a persuasion check. Make an intimidation. <laughs> okay, I'll make intimidation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can, yeah. <laughs> you tell me that's not intimidating. Uh, 29. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he just go, uh, he just, he just looks at Renthalus and goes, well, uh, actually, yeah, I do feel a, a little, um, Taken advantage of. Uh, before I die, I mean, I, I, I was protecting your tower. Uh, I could have not been here many times. And I ended up dying. Um, that's not your fault. That's the goblin's fault. But I I think... I, do, I did think as I died that I could be in the central city and not here anymore. But I don't know. You're a good master. I've, you taught me many things. Uh, I think sometimes I get, you know, sometimes I do get a bit overdramatic, but I think, uh, maybe a little bit more rain for what, or free rain to do whatever I want would, would be helpful. And Ornthalus just looks at him, they're kind of stunned. <laughs> it's just so this is really funny to me. I don't know why. I I, I did I didn't I I I didn't realize you felt this way. Why why didn't you speak up sooner? Uh, I I was dead. Oh right. Well, free reign. Well, you can do whatever you want, Selica. If you 
like to wander yourself back to the central city all by your lonesome, feel free. Uh, although it is dangerous, it would be better if you stayed with me. Um, I'll, I can um, protect you and stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, hmm. He's going to roll a persuasion check and an insight. Can I help? Can I say something? Yeah, yeah. Hey, we actually uh, do need you for a while. Okay, so you're giving persuasion to, or giving an advantage to... Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a natural 20 and a 4. Um, for, 4 for Selic and natural 20 for uh, or, or Thales. Uh, uh, Alright, I suppose you're right. It's better to go in numbers. and Plus, all of them dealt with that weird creature pretty well. So I think they're, well, mostly well. He looks at Zane. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. By the way, that was that was a bit rough. It was just it was just unlucky. That's a way to that's a way to put it. Oh, yeah, what what did happen? I I I I felt a whoosh, and then uh, screams and bloody terror, and then silence. Are you are you are you okay, my friend? I'm okay. The bag man coming back. Again. Well, the next time he comes, I'll just talk. Whoop, boop, bang, and uh, power word, kill him. Okay. Good enough. Uh, <laughs> I imagined him doing like karate chops. He he was. I, uh, I you you guys can't see my camera, but I totally did karate chops there. <laughs> um Well I I suppose I need to get a bag together and uh oh, that's a nice bag. Where'd that come from? And he'll walk over to the bag that you've No Nope. Oh, what a shame! You've the the sigil—it's been destroyed. This was a bag of holding once. Oh, yep, yep. Oh, oh, oh. Understood. Yes, understood. Um, can I keep it? I have at it. No, that's your fence. I don't have a bag of holding anymore. Uh, mine's. Oh, uh, where is my bag of holding? He'll cast the locate object. They look around. Interesting. Huh. Well, my bag of holdings nowhere to be seen. Okay, I'll keep this. And he'll he'll quickly flip his finger and you'll see the sigil you'll see the blade mark get mended and then the sigil get written instantly. Um, oh can we tell him what's inside that? Oh, He'll like reach down and find the phylactery. That's uh oh okay. Oh, that's a we'll we'll put that back. Yep, that's what I did. <laughs> and then the bag man came. Yep, I think the two totally uh not related coincidences. Either the phylactery, I need to destroy. Uh, that ooh, oh no. I don't think you understand. What needs to be done to make one of these magical items? Nothing good. We'll just say that. Nothing good. I assume there's a brain over here. Yep. Go look at it. Poke it. Okay. Yeah, has anything happened? No. Nope. Just like it's just okay. a, it's just a narked out brain. It's just pocket it. 
Okay. You you pick up one necromancied brain. Necrom <laughs> and it's necrosis. Okay. Brain with necrosis. Uh Alara wakes up and she just kind of looks around, sees everybody, and then just quietly walks over to your to your uh walks over to you, Ori, as you sh as you pocket the brain and just kind of like puts her arms up for like a piece. <laughs> I'll, I'll pick she, her up and put her on my head. She's still tired. Okay. Well, I think it's about time we... Uh, I've got a bag of holding. Um, well, I need that, that, and he'll like start flicking his finger and some books will come flying off the shelf. And then he'll... Um, grab whatever books you want to bring with. Just give them back to me when we're done. Okay? And he'll point He'll point to the Corday Arm books for... So you can remember them. And that way I could also bring him up again. Um, and then he'll like snap his fingers and you'll see a, uh, you'll see like a door open, like in the air and he'll reach in. Oh, thank God. Got that. Got that. Made my component pouch. That's probably important. Um, all right. And he'll just clap his finger, he'll clap his hands. And the little door, like, vault thing that he opened uh, closes. All right. Well, I'm ready to go. Let's uh, go, venture go venturing. Yes, I haven't left this place in forever. It's going to be fun. Well, hopefully they get All right. So as all of you walk down the stairs, uh, you see him, like, actually his feet touch the ground. And as he takes one step down, you hear a click. Oh. <sighs> <sighs> And nothing happens because the pressure plate was disabled. <laughs> I think the dwarf <laughs> rigged it. And We're just like all just sighing. And he floats down and goes. He goes down. Oh, I gotta set this on our way out. All right. Oh shit. Uh, sorry, we may have destroyed them. He looks right at Dennis. I don't think Dockies can walk down stairs. Oh, carry. Pretty sure they can. Well, do well, the actually, why wouldn't they? Turn them into a bird. I can. Yeah. yeah. I mean, donkeys should have enough dexterity to go up and down stairs. They go in the uh, mountains all the time. Yeah. I mean, well, thinking of... I'm thinking yeah. of cows. But... Wait, how, Ori? How the hell do you walk down steps? Carefully. What do you mean, how? <laughs> cows can't walk. Cows he can't jump. Uh, he rolls and tumbles down the cows stairs. Cows can't walk downstairs. They can walk up. They can't walk down. I'm a, I'm, I'm a bull. That was I'm that bull too. That was uh, uh mine and Austin's uh one of a senior prank that former, uh former senior classes did. Is they put three cows up in the weight room in the old gym. <laughs> God. So they can walk downstairs. You just have to force them to do it. They oh, won't okay. do it on their own. Gotcha. But it's a donkey, not a cow. Anyway, so the, so you see Celica start to like work frantically to reset traps and stuff. Uh, and as all of you work your way downstairs, you hear some clicks and like, ah, fuck, shit. And uh, you see Celica walk down with a knife sticking out of his shoulder and he pulls it out. Ah, my bad. And he throws it off to the side. And as all of you uh, make your way out uh, into the caved stale or the stale air of Nentorum, uh, we'll end it there just because it is getting late. 
Um, and we will make our way to hopefully the deeper vault uh, next session, which will be in two weeks because we need, we need to get this fucking thing. Yep. We are. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully you get it within the next the next session or the first session of the year. It's my hope. Hopefully. Speed run. Any percent. Do some glitches. <laughs> if if rolls are bad, you guys are going to be here for like four or five. Please. I literally just imagined with that whole chaos have to be forced downstairs things. Like imagine if we ever got Ori up like a really big staircase and we had to go back down and he just refuses to go down. <laughs> He's just like, no. No, no like, I don't want to no. do this. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> we have to like force him. We yeah, just like yeah, have to push like him higher, really hard. Yeah, it's like, like a really, rope. it's like yeah. a really high strength check. <laughs> I can, I could probably push him. I just gotta bunny hop him right in the middle of the of his back and just get him going. His arms are like on like the door frame or <laughs> or, or like the stair stair railing. He's, he's like, I don't want to go. He's I'm just imagining fighting. if we can kick it, if we can get him started, he'll just be like running down the stairs, like um, the girl in uh, Spirited Away when she get when she starts running down the oh, stairs yeah. and just can't stop. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, end the stream. Thank you guys for playing. Hey, can you guys Thank hang you. out for like two minutes? I need to talk to you about something briefly. Sure. Okay. All right. I'll be right back. Thank you, for, thank you for watching, everybody. Appreciate all of you. Um, we will be back with the last episode of the Tales of Amriel in two weeks. Uh, enjoy your week off of not being afraid that anybody's going to die, and uh, we will uh, we'll see you guys in two weeks. Uh, if I see if I see at Pax and Plug, please say hi, uh, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to get, be able to hang out a bit. Um, but yeah, that's going to do it for us. Thank you for watching, all of you. Uh, happy Thanksgiving uh, for those that did celebrate. And uh, happy holidays if we don't see you uh, in the next few weeks. Anyways, thank you for watching. Have a wonderful night. Peace out.